From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. See if it worked right? Yeah, I don't want to let me find Can he have the plastic cuffs? Ah. He's allergic to metal. Welcome, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Hey, I think the phones may be working, so if you want to give us a call, you can uh, take your chances. It's the Wheel of Torture, 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. Sounds like they are working. Doug, how are you doing this morning, man? Good. How about yourself? Third time's a charm, man. You finally made it through. Yay! Finally made it through. Yeah. Yes. What's going on, Duck Killer? Not, not much. Not much. I just wanted to... Uh, I know y'all got uh, Officer Nick right in the studio, and we met two of the uh, FWC finest last night at uh, Lake Livingston. And um, I'm pretty sure the young man that was there, he was being trained by the uh, older gentleman, and I've, I've never been checked out so early. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing his job, I can tell you that. Show off. And uh, he, he actually he actually gave me a break I, I actually forgot to sign my uh, permit. Oh, oh really? Boy. Oh, so boy. Make sure, make sure everybody signs the permit. So yeah, you, you know, that's... I had a pen in my pocket. Huh? <laughs> what would that cost, Nick? For not signing a permit? Yeah. It's a court date. No way. Ama- amazing. No, but here's my thing with Doug. Amazing what a yes, sir, or no, sir probably gets you out of. That is true. Absolutely. They're training, so... Well, we had, we had the preacher with us, so I thought, man, you can't... We got we got God's man with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, he actually he actually says that he could have confiscated the alligator. Yep. And uh, then, uh, but he was a good man. He's doing. I said, son, you doing what you're supposed to do. Right. I ain't gonna argue. No. And, just uh, educate. I will tell you, I tried uh, Bill. I tried the uh, the beef loan. Yes. And the rotten chicken. And I'm going to tell you what, within 30 minutes, we had alligators. Matter of fact, at one time, we had three alligators, and we wanted to catch the one in the middle. <laughs> so we were pulling the pulling the beef lung across the water like a plug, <laughs> and, uh, trying to get it to the second one, the middle one. Now, and, uh, so you were but, using the peg? You were using the peg system? I was using the peg system, yeah. Huh? A young man even checked the pegs. Wow. Well, you know, I, I was talking to Bill George about that. I was like, I didn't know that there was a minimum maximum requirement for those things. It's uh, two inches, right, Bill? It's two, two inches in yeah, length. Yeah. Two inches in length. Yeah, and yeah. I, I didn't know that uh, what, that it was getting to be a little more popular these days than the old hook method uh, kind of deal. Is it? Is well, it? You know, I, I had. A, I was on a. I was on a time frame with the preacher because he couldn't be there, but so long. So I figured that you know. He's never seen, caught an alligator. Neither the two guys that I took never have hooked an alligator or nothing. So I said, I'm going to try this. So, But I will tell you this. I was unsuccessful with both, even though it worked, because I guess you're right. You really got to let them eat it quite a while. Yeah. I mean, we it was 20 minutes, and they still they still popped the beef on up. Well, now they say I- about 40 minutes. I, I asked Bill George this uh, yesterday. I said, how do you know – how can you physically know when when the alligator actually swallows it to the point to where it's not going to come back out? And you said when they, if he lifts his head out of the water, 
like he's you know like you see in the TVs where they're like swallowing it and getting it back in their throat. That's a pretty good indication that they're that. swallowing it, right? Well, he did that. Yeah, we watched him do it. He, he arched his back up how, out of the water, lifted how his big, head up. How big of an alligator? Uh, he wasn't a big one. He was probably that one might have been eight and a half, maybe pushing nine foot. Okay, but. After the second one, we watched him come up, and we had a piece of chicken floating on a piece of Glenn's uh, styrofoam cooler that I cut up, and he ain't getting back. And uh, that gator went and grabbed the chicken off of the styrofoam like it was like a dinner plate. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, look at that. He ain't even going to get the styrofoam in his mouth. Wow. And uh, and then he, then he swam in the, the barbed wire fence, and I'm like, well, we better try to get him out of there now. So while we were fighting him, a little seven-footer swam up in back of the boat, and uh, we lost that one. So I ended up snatching and let him fight the seven-footer, and that's the one we took. Oh well, well at least he got two. something out of the deal. A yeah, good well, eating alligator. If I had to bring him home and clean him and eat him, that's the one I did. So well, very I was nice. cleaning alligator last night, and then uh, I just want to let Glenn know on the way home after getting checked by the young uh, FWC officer very thoroughly. I went through a DUI check. Well, lucky you, was, Polk County. I was so thrilled to go through that DUI check. I told him, man, I want one of y'all to check me. So why is that? I ain't never been to one of these sober. <laughs> I want to be able to remember this one. Oh, oh Lord. That ain't good. I told him I didn't turn my life over to Jesus. I ain't drinking no more. Somebody better check me. <laughs> That's funny, man. But they were too. They were too. They were having too much fun looking at the alligator. They didn't even check me. I was like, man, I got, I got, I got, uh, I got left out on this one. Oh, sorry. Maybe next time. <laughs> maybe maybe next, time. next time. Yeah, maybe next time you get to Glenn, go through the whole thing. Well, Glenn, are you gonna be able to go tonight or what? Uh, if. <sighs> Chances are very good. <laughs> well, I I will say on yes the, on the big cat they've been pulling some big alligators. Yeah, yeah, actually, uh, actually, uh, I talked to one of the guys that worked with him, Steve Kynard, and uh, they. Uh, matter of fact, I didn't know, but his nephew's an FWC officer, and he was hunting with them, and they did real good, real good. So. Oh, that's awesome. At least somebody's getting some Well, you know, he had a personal guide. He knew where to go. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 Nick, where, yeah, where, where are we going? Yeah. 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 Where's, oh, where's your spot at, Your Nick? house. Start, start <laughs> going over mine. Out. Well, Doug, uh, congratulations on the seven-footer, man, and uh, get at it. You got another tag to fill, man. Well, well, I wish I knew the officer's name so Nick could tell him he did a, he did a great job, and I thank him for giving me a break. But, uh, I'll let him I know. I the I'll, older one. I'll yeah, look him up with your phone number in the stop. I'll check him out. Yeah, I'm sure your name's in the system now, so he'll be able to look you up real quick. Oh, I guarantee it, because he had every piece of identification I had. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doug. See well, you, Dougie. I'll holler at you later. All right, man. All right, brother. All right. See, you, See you. I got to ask you a question, Bill George, uh, uh, before we get to the phone. What do you think is the time a lot for somebody who's using the peg and uh, meat method? You know, that's where the alligator actually swallows the peg. And that you have to monitor. You can't just you know tie it up and go away like Troy Landry gets to do. You have to oh, actually no. monitor it, correct? It has to stay attached to, to either boat. your vessel or yeah. if you're not utilizing a vessel, it has to be attached to like a tree that you're standing next to. You have to you have to tend to the line. Um, 
you can't just put it on a float and let him go swim all over the place and let it digest and not, get way down in there and all that stuff? Not legally. That, that's usually what they refer to as jugging, mm-hmm. and and there's not a whole lot of warnings for jugging. Yeah. Okay. So what do you th- what do you think would be a good time limit or at least time span for that to to go if you don't see the alligator kick his head back and and swallow it down? I, I generally would say fifteen to twenty minutes is is what I would Minimum? use. Yes. Once I know he's there and has taken the bait, and I I have that line going off. But should you follow the, him? The bait's really just there to locate the gator not to yeah. really be able to pull him to the boat or pull him out of vegetation I it's have, just a track i have in the past actually not been able to get him out of the vegetation going up under drifts and i've had to cleat it off to pull him out because you just couldn't couldn't do it i, I had to crank up the engine and and drag him out but i mean if he swallows that thing and he starts to swim off you see the line getting tight does it pull it out or should you fire up the motor and kind of just follow would, along I, with we him usually while he... would use a trolling engine and kind of follow along i usually have a lot of line in which they can go and if i was at all concerned or there was an area in which i had the ability just to follow him i'd follow that line and when i got to the point where i knew he was sitting on the bottom or something like that i wouldn't necessarily try and pull him up i'd throw out a rod with a fish hook on it right and try and snag him and keep no pressure on that that line itself keep an extra line keep, on him just yeah, in just, case. just just let that go and is there a like, maximum or minimum a length of line that you have to use when you're using that or can no. you have like a mile yeah. and a half i, of I would suggest more than six inches uh, okay well, there yeah. is not a, the the thing is you has to be attached to the boat there is not a test uh, how much test that there are there are some people that use thin monofilament i used to use about an eighth inch diameter rope mm-hmm. and i could get hundreds of yards of that out there i've also when i re-spooled a fishing rail or something like that and i took out old power pro off i'd back it with that that way if i needed to uh, turn around and go more than my two or three hundred yards i would let it go into that still have that attached to it and be able to keep up with it that's a lot of line you get him out there two or three hundred yards he could go under Anywhere. logs under logs over logs through fences i mean that's that's a lot of yeah. That's a lot of debris to go through. You have to know where you're hunting. Okay. All right. Well, let's I go to the wondered. phones. Good morning, Alyssa. Good morning, you guys. Alyssa. How are you? What's going on, girl? I am actually on vacation with my family. How are you guys doing? She's vacation. Wait, wait, vacation in where? We are on Lake George, just on the north side where it meets back up with the St. John's River. Oh, and, and there's shrimp there? She's shrimping. Well, we were thinking there was going to be, but I guess they've gotten quite a bit of rain, and they're still pretty far north in the in the river. So we have the kids. We just didn't feel like taking the boat that far north to catch them, but we're still catching mullet and bass and everything else down here. So it's pretty nice. Very nice. We'll give those kids a couple of BB guns, let them shoot mullet. That's legal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. What, Nick? <laughs> I, get the, I get the look from Nick like, don't tell them that. Well, what's going on in your world besides uh, out uh, shooting mullet and catching non-existing shrimp? Well, we are actually planning our banquet. We've almost got everything ready to go. It's next weekend, August the 25th. Um, my sister and I, we run a nonprofit organization down here. Um, take special needs and military family kids on hunts and fishing trips and Usually the way that we fund that organization is setting up at some of the Tampa gun shows. I don't know if anybody has ever seen us out there, but we'll raffle off one of the Henry Golden Boys, and all of our proceeds during that gun show will go back to our organization. We've also set up at the 
Deer and Turkey Expo, but this is our big money maker throughout the year, which is our yearly banquet. And it's in Plant City next weekend, August the 25th at 6 p.m. at the Armory on Airport Road. Mm -hmm. We do still have tickets available. Um, single tickets are $30. Couple tickets are $50. And we also have a couple sponsorship levels available as well. Um, Get the sponsorship level. It's going to be a really fun event. What's the name of the organization you haven't told us? Oh, I'm sorry. Florida's Youth at Heart. Okay, Florida Youth at Heart. If you were watching the Go Live video that I did with the Arrowheads, believe me, there's a lovely shot of the uh, tumbler that I'm drinking out of is one of the ones we got at the banquet last year. Oh, very nice. Yes, we so. try to we try to treat our sponsor our sponsors pretty pretty nice. Now this one here, uh, I I know everybody knows where the uh, where the banquet hall is. I mean that's where all the FWs, I mean the uh, NWTF, uh, all the turkey banquets and stuff. I think last time Glenn and I were there, we we won all the guns there, and uh, so we know exactly where it's at. But it's happening next weekend. Is it on a Saturday? Saturday night, I yes, assume. It is. And what Saturday night at six o'clock? That's what time it starts, or what time the doors open up. That is what time the doors open. We will be serving dinner at 7.30, and then shortly after, we'll start all of the live auction um, items, and mm-hmm. there's also going to be raffle ticket items, general raffle. So from uh, after dinner, you know, onward throughout the night, we'll be doing just a number of uh, games, and we've got, I think we're going to try to set up some minnow races. should be Minnow races. Yeah, what are those? What what are minnow races? Enlighten us. So we didn't get to do it last year because we had a smaller facility, but um, from what I'm told, we have lanes, just like you would see pig races or something at a a festival, and each minnow is in a lane, and you're going to bet on your minnow, and whichever one makes it to the finish line first wins all the money. So these are real fish. (laughs) Yeah, they're real fish. Oh, that's awesome! I would have that. That'd be see, pretty cool. See, the problem is though, she's underselling the sponsorship deal. Uh, <laughs> do you want to tell them, Alyssa, what they get from the if they buy yes. a sponsorship? Yes. So we have three different levels of sponsorship. Um, our two hundred and fifty dollars sponsor is going to get four meal tickets. Um, they're going to get their logo and everything on a banner um, in our brochure when they enter the door, and then they're going to get one raffle ticket towards uh, winning a gun and then the $600 sponsors are going to get six seats at the table Um, they're going to get two raffle tickets in on one of the sponsor guns Um, but then our thousand dollar sponsors who we really like to to take care of and they are going to actually the sponsor themselves is going to walk away with a savage 308 it'll be on the table when they get there Um, last year we did the tumbler cups like Jonathan was talking about. And we try to have them with a little goodie bag set up on the table, but they're also going to get eight meals um, included in their sponsorship uh, as well. And, and, and where does somebody go to sign up if they wanted to sign up? So we have a Facebook page, Florida's Youth at Heart. You can look on there. We have all of our flyers printed with contact information. Um, you can call myself, I'm the treasurer, um, or my sister, Tiffany. She's the president, and like I said, all of our info is on there. Um, we also have our national chapter is um, Outdoors at Last Youth Adventures, and they have a website where all of the other state chapters are on there as well with contact information. But our national chapter is based out of North Carolina, 
and we have quite a few chapters underneath that. So if you're not in our area and you wanted to, you know, see what we have available in other places, we've got some in South Carolina, North Carolina, Pennsylvania. Um, we are the only chapter in Florida. I don't even think they have any in Georgia or Alabama, but we all kind of work as a team. So we can trade hunts with kids that we have that come and say, hey, you know, I fish all the time here, but I really would like to go up to North Carolina and get me a deer or something. And so we'll say, all right, well, we got a, you know, a chapter up there. We'll go ahead and send you up there and take care of everything for you. Nice. And we like to take the whole family. We don't like to single out, you know, the child and one parent. If they have siblings that would like to go and make this a family experience or, you know, a mini vacation, we'll, we'll make it happen. Okay. You ready for the important question now? Yes. Any good alligators on Lake George right oh, now? Oh, come on. <laughs> Stop it. We, this little, we actually went to Silver Glen yesterday, and the kids were all off the boat in probably waist-deep water, and here comes one probably four-foot just beelining us. And we waited and waited. We're like, surely this alligator is not going to keep coming. And that thing kept coming. And he got probably 20 feet from us, and I think – panic set in a little bit we're like all right he is on a mission everybody out of the water wow and that's uh, sad. we told the neighbor when we got back to the house and they said we are there every weekend we have been for probably 10 years i don't think we've ever seen a gator in come into the spring like that yeah well somebody's moved in and uh is throwing them that, uh, that one pieces needs a, of bread uh, or something a boat like paddle that. education yeah that one needs yes. uh that needs a treble hook education is very, what that one very is. curious and well, there was quite a bit of people out there so yeah it was that was uh, interesting to say. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll put a link up on our Facebook page to try to help you out, get a few more people in there for this uh, coming Saturday for your banquet out there. It sounds like you guys do Thank great you. work, and we'd really like to help you out. And uh, We can't do much on the shrimp side of it, but uh, maybe we yes. can do something on the... <laughs> other side of it but uh alicia thank you so much for the call dear and uh, enjoy what little uh, you have left of your vacation and get back over and get to work thank you we appreciate it all right dear thank you so much See you, Alyssa. we are uh, the big and wild outdoors we got to take a really quick break you guys we are brought to you by g5 feeding outdoors if you haven't been out there lately you need to go out in there and check it out man lots of good stuff coming and uh, talking to Mr. Bill yesterday, even more stuff's going to be happening before hunt season gets under full swing. So go on there and see what they got. And uh, also go out and check out uh, Brandon Ford. Go check out that brand-new truck today before Jonathan goes and buys one. All right? We'll see you in a minute. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors in the studio today. Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Glenn Kimmon, Bill George, and Officer Nick from the FWC. And if you uh, didn't hear, uh, I think in the first hour we talked a little bit about it, but uh, Governor Rick Scott, he uh, issued a uh, this past week a, an emergency declaration to provide significant funding and resources to the communities experiencing the red tide to combat impacts on the environment, tourism, and local businesses and property owners. And um, also something that really wasn't announced too much on the news was the fact that uh, he also suspended things on um, uh, if it comes to uh, the bag limits and all that stuff, if you're actually removing fish from the beach and all that kind of stuff that are affected or dead from the red tide so that you're not getting caught with, uh, you know, 36 snook in the back of uh, your truck as you're hauling them to the dumpster. Kind so of if you're thing. not Braden Gun taking hero shots with everything. I'm just saying, you know, uh, there's going to be a lot of guys out there holding some really big snook and stuff out there going, look here, man. I, there, there, there. That was for clarification. It's I not think, fishing bag limits. It's I understand. Harvesting. Yeah. 
dead marine dead species. marine species and, and or organisms. Or, and it was not Rick Scott who did it. That came via an executive order from, by Eric Sutton, yeah. the uh, executive director of the Fish and Wildlife Conservation Correct. Association. Well, which part of that didn't what? come from Rick Scott? It the came, bag limits. Oh, okay. And the, right. the, that came. Yeah. Well, the red tide funding and all that stuff. And, 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 who did he give the funding to? Uh, probably to the same people who handle the uh, bear, uh, the, the bear garbage cans. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> same, same people. Well, I'm just. Why, why do we go continue to go down the rabbit? Hole? Follow why? the money. You know, I, I look That's at it this. I look That's... at it this way. You know, he could pay me a, a lousy fifty uh, k, and I'll, I'll go out and pick up dead fish all day. It's it's all good. I think they're paying would, like they're, I'll even they're, supply they're, my own shovel and bucket. I will too. I will even go buy my own garbage bags. Trust well, me, I'm. I all think good they're with paying it. minimum wage to do that. Bring, go ahead. Uh, I said fifty k. It didn't didn't say if it took two weeks or a month or whatever. But sure, I'll do it. Whatever. I've been around red tide a long time. <laughs> Doesn't seem to bother me that much. So I'm all good with it. What? Why are you looking at me like that? Shrek, well, go to work. You're from the East Coast, dude. You haven't experienced it like okay. we have all these years. I this is. I mean, uh, no, he hasn't experienced experienced Braden for all these years. Gun as a product of Red Tide. Yeah. I'm just saying that you know when all the tourists were leaving, we were still out surfing, so it didn't really you know didn't really bother you. Just kind of push those dead things out of the way, you know, as <laughs> you're doing your deal. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, but uh, also, uh, Gator season started officially on the 15th. So uh, I know that uh, our buddy Jovan uh, went out, and uh, he got a couple of nice gators out there. Uh, Bill George hasn't hit the water yet. I've seen a 12-4 get nailed the other day. Where where, where was that? Uh, Miss Brandy Guerin, she shot her a 12-4 for her first gator ever. Oh, that's it. She's ruined. That's, yeah, you're ruined, so you're, dude. That's basically like a, you know. You want to start around eight-footer and work. It's like uh, yeah. what Glenn's daughter's doing. You go up every year, you know, go up a foot. Start yeah. start at, you know, seven, eight footer and then move up every other year. Well that'd be the way to do it. Start you know, off with just under thirteen feet. It's like uh your first time deer hunting and you go out and you kill a thirty pointer. It's pretty much over. It's downhill yeah, from there. Yeah, it's pretty much downhill from there, but let's put ourselves in that position if the first time we go out that something that looks like it's got Christmas trees on each antler comes out. I mean yeah, I don't want to shoot that because I'm going to spoil myself. You yeah, mean just, after I fall yeah. out of the tree stand and have to be reassociated <laughs> and, then, and then make the shot? Yeah, exactly. Sure. Exactly. I love that one. Everybody, was, you see the one floating around on social media that shows that big, ginormous buck walking out of the woods and his head literally looks like the um, a, a, a giant blown-up version of a sticker burr. I mean, it's just points everywhere. And they always say, name the buck. And I always just name it coronary because that's probably what I would have if he came walking around the corner. He'd be like, speaking of that, it is season down in the south zone from Nick's old stomping the grounds and zone A. Uh, archery season is still in full swing. Get ready because season in the zone C kicks off in September the 15th. So you got to get ready for all that. But it's less you know than what? a month away now. When we had that brief moment of some dry air the other afternoon, it was had that little cool feel. It was nice. You know what? You know what hit my thoughts immediately. That the first thing that came to mind was dove season. Oh yeah, that's right around the corner too. It, it is coming up here in September. You know, the last week of September, and then uh, so we need to really start working on getting something set up where we can go and have a good time again. Pick some listeners maybe this year. I, I thought it was funny. We had a bunch of young people come in to uh, G five yesterday, and they were looking for duck calls. 
They came in, they're like, hey, man, uh, you guys got any duck calls here? I'm like, dude, do you know how far away we are from duck season? Yeah. Early, early teal's calls? coming up. Yeah, yeah. you got that. Everything down south. Yeah, but all you have to teal, all you do is a whistle. Can you whistle? That's all you, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not that hard with the teal. But uh, I was Mr. like, Mr. Duck hey, Killer over here. Not that hard. No big deal. Well, I mean, if you can whistle, you I mean, can do a teal call, but I'm just saying. I mean, when they come to. Perfect, right? The, Look, so look, they're look. coming by the ground. Look there's, at them. There's two right there over the pine tree. <laughs> it's like, uh, Attack of the birds, man. They're, they're in here. No, but uh, I said, wait, are you guys already planning for duck season? They're like, no, we're going to a football game tonight. We just want to be obnoxious. <laughs> I was Don't like, stand for the national anthem. Good call. I, I said, do you want to be really obnoxious? I said, come over here. I said, see these right here? Pileated these, these will drive people. Abs- I almost killed my own brother over one of these. Which one? Dying rabbit coyote call. Oh, now, you want to be really obnoxious? Get that in the crowd. <laughs> I looked at Bart, and I was like, you play have that. every coyote in town showing up. I was like, dude, if you play that tape one more time, I am going to kill you. Do they still have some pileated woodpecker calls oh, from sure turkey why, season? Sure, why, do one. I want to hear what it sounds like. I don't have my pileated woodpecker call. Use your fingers. We are big and wild outdoors. Taking a quick break. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford. Oh, mercy. We'll be right back. horrible. Welcome back, everybody. Big and wild outdoors. Braden, Glenn, Jonathan, and uh, Bill George and our special guest in the studio. Who's, who's been really quiet this past couple of... Uh, <laughs> segments uh officer nick for the fwc now uh during the break you did announce that in uh what le- less than three hours away oh yeah uh, still uh, two thunder. hours and 23 minutes reissue quotas pop back up and there's still some gator gator quotas around the state well, it's up all northeast hills, no when <laughs> everything <laughs> wrinkles pretty much sold out and there's some few tags up northeast part of florida when you say reissues what reissues for what return tags return quotas for for Our alligators tree, for alligators the <laughs> alligators nobody can return a tag what can I or uh for deer, archery, he just, archer, archer, he just tells you that. excuse me uh, yeah He's yeah. like everybody else. He's in competition for whatever's running. <laughs> That's true. You know, uh, people don't. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Uh, you know, FWC officers have to get in line just like everybody else when it comes to getting hunting tags and everything else. You I've got a should... whole slew of unsuccessful draws. <laughs> anybody wants to match up? Yeah, got six I, pages worth. I, of I it. think that a lot I of people. Are, Nick, Nick is writing a book. I think yeah. people are under the misconception that you guys get to go and hunt anywhere else, and uh, you know that nobody else gets to, and that's not true. And he now, does own when he's hunting for people. Now, yeah. I, w- I will say that probably is not the same for uh, maybe people who are employees of Swift Mud, but uh, that's just my personal opinion. Easy. Yeah, you, you do have a little Swift Mud uh, opinions. I, I'm just saying he does quite a bit. I, I'm not the one who's uh, seen tree stands and ladder stands all over Swift Mud property. Yeah, well, I see them too, but there's they're getting better. They're getting better. They're hiding them. Good morning, Jeff. <laughs> What's going on, you guys? What are Jeffrey? you doing, Jeffy? Yeah, listen, you know what I've realized? Y'all really don't care about my feeder. Y'all just miss me. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. Y'all just need a little bit of Jeff on a Saturday morning. Hey, wow. I miss you, but I care about that feeder too. I listen, promise you. Listen, I don't care about the feeder. I just wanted to care about. I thought you were going to come down here and do some alligator hunt with Glenn or Bill or somebody. Are you coming? I'm or? trying. I'm trying, but the public and and 
the demand right now is keeping me from doing that. But don't worry, I'm I, it's Listen. still in the making. Okay, Listen. all right. Uh, hey, do, or did you show up to this show that you're at now with more than a couple feeders? Uh, yes, and and once again, you know, we're just about out of them. So, well, how how come those aren't on the truck coming back this way? Because we're sold out. What? Well, how do you sold out? Because you're taking them to sell, and you haven't even mm-hmm. sold them yet. No, we're we're actually building them again in my shop, only yeah. for the show. Yeah, no. Oh, see, that's how it's working. He's he's trying to keep up with demand. I tell you, well, th- yeah. At least he's taking initiative to get something resolved and to try to help the people that's out. That's true. Because uh, yes. unlike uh, my orders that I have with um, another outdoor store, trying to get game cameras in, that's continuously hey. back order this back order that hey. sorry about your luck but it'll be next hunting season but we'll have it to you by yeah, then he's associated what? with arrowhead archery so the guy that one of the owners of arrowhead archery is actually driving to see this man to get product for yeah, but it don't matter he ain't gonna yep. have any oh uh i'll take that bet you know, right you're now you're working your kids hard when they start referring to you as pharaoh so, <laughs> i got you well, well now where are you today you're out you said you're i am in uh perry georgia at the expo here okay and, and uh, i think we're going to take a break after this well now i gotta ask you said you're almost sold out of I it mean, today is saturday aren't you there uh you started what yesterday so it's friday saturday sunday yes sir oh man well that's well, as long as you can make it uh you know perry you're you're still about you're seven hours seven from hours. us. Yeah. You can come on down, bring them to. Hey, don't worry. It's in the the. I'm. I was just showing up at your front doorstep. Well, that's okay. Say, let's go. Well, hey. we, really, we'll have Jeff to use uh, me time too. Do you need a feeder? I mean, I thought Jonathan already had his already done. So I mean, Jonathan this, ain't sharing none of them. Them things are better than uh, Sunday morning pancakes and biscuits. Jesus, and, man. I mean, he ain't sharing nothing of those one and dones that he has. We, we were talking about the one that uh, you had uh, donated earlier in the for the panfish challenge that the guy bought. Yep. Yeah. They have it on the dock and they're using it as a fish feeder, and they are catching a ton of fish now off that dock. Yeah, we didn't even realize it was a fish feeder. First year and a half, we had guys from Texas calling us saying this thing grows fish food, and I said, "No, it's not made for that." They said, "Well, it does it, so we're using it." So. <laughs> yeah. well, Leave I, it to hunters. We'll think of anything that you know. Yeah, Phil, something. Phil fling it. I know that we when we talked to you at the uh, at the uh, Deer and Turkey Expo, it was so funny because. Uh, you know, I think on even on your video, it said anything that's sticky, like a molasses coat or anything like that, it may have a, have, have problems with that. And I said, how do you know that? And you said, well, didn't you throw, like, Skittles or uh, something we, like that? We, we, listen, we throw Skittles. We, let me tell you what we did. We try to actually, every year during the springtime, we actually put these things on trees, and we fill them with uh, cereal, like uh, Bear like fruity pebbles. It throws fruity pebbles 15 <laughs> feet, by the way. Oh, right. And Skittles. And it'll throw Skittles 30 feet. <laughs> That is, the air. So we're just trying to get the bear to actually get on the feeder. And what we do, the reason why we do that is we look for weak points. You know, we're trying to, we're trying to better the product every year rather than, rather than, you know, have a product that, that here, this is what we have. You buy it. No, we're going to be a different type of company. If hunters call us on a regular basis and say, Hey, let me ask you something. Can you do this? Can you do that? 
And and we're going to be a company that does that. We're you know we're we're trying to improve every year as we stay in the same. You're going to be a multi billionaire if you can get that thing to throw donuts. And because <laughs> <laughs> all those guys up in the northeast that use donuts donut for holes. bears, yeah, for donut exactly. holes or something, they'd be flinging them out there about a hundred yards. And I just put a little glaze thing on the front as they go out. <laughs> there you go. you go, dude. A paintbrush that ha- holds down and flings. <laughs> well, you know, hey, man, if you just get, right, well, I'm gonna start work on it. All right. If you can just in. Incorporate that with one of those disc lowers at the uh, clay shoots and put it inside your cabinet. It'll it'll sling them out and have your donuts stacked up. Gone. Exactly. Well, hey, see, we're, hey, we cater to the public. Oh, well, <laughs> well when funny. you get done perfecting that, uh, you know, feeder, you may have to work on new ratchet straps that can hold it to the tree better. We've already. That's They're good. already that's there. Coming out. That's close. They got that's batteries. Close. Everything. The first two thousand. 500 pound one inch ratchet strap that you cannot cut you know uh, somebody somebody asked me uh this past week uh if you could mount that thing on the back of an atv and could you keep the motor running continuously and use it like a spreader can you do that with that yes yes you can i didn't ask you that when we were on the show i didn't know if you could if you Mm -hmm. could do that and i said i'll tell you what we've learned this i've always that's one thing that, that i love these shows you know you meet so many interesting people and that's and that's no joke but I learned so much from other people. I didn't even know the quail industry was as big as it was. I've got guys looking at my feeder now to feed the quail because they said it shoots bird seed. Yeah. I didn't know my unit shot bird seed. So now, you know, it's... It shoots crack corn. So, great. Yeah. <laughs> so they're using it now, you know, to, like you said, to put it on the back of the four-wheelers or, or the trucks and and going down the, the right-of-way shooting bird seed. I'm like, well... That's something else to add to the checklist. Well, and well, I know something that we talk about at the show. He said quail, Nick. He's I know Nick's freaking out. He's right thinking, away. He's thinking dove field, and it's, he said quail. I know. I'm sure he means power right lines right along the right of way. Yeah. Well, I know something that we were talking about at the expo, and it didn't click with me, you know, even selling the feeders. But the ones that I've got hung up there in the woods, and Jeff made the comment about training your hogs. You know, hogs usually they just come whenever they want to. Mm-hmm. But – I can tell you right now, and I need to. I keep saying I need to send him the pictures. I sent him the raccoon picture. I got to send him these pictures. But the game cameras, you can set your watch to the hogs that are up there in the woods that where I run the hog hunts. I mean, eight o'clock and five o'clock. They're they're there. There's no. They're standing there waiting. Like, but that's just about with any feeder that you set up on a timer. Well, the problem is with these though. Like with any other feeder, the hanging feeders and all that corn drops out of it at all times can drop out of it if yeah. squirrels get up there and knock it out or anything like that it gets breezy constantly bumping yeah they yeah. don't get nothing out of this thing until it's deciding to throw it out i mean uh, that's you know yeah uh, yeah it smells good but it ain't coming out till five o'clock yeah that's all good <laughs> <laughs> it's like a wishing well you can wish you can get it but oh well yeah, yeah oh exactly well. well now uh once you're done up there in uh in ga where do you go to next you head back home for a we, while we are gonna go home i'm headed to my hunting club for about three or four days to check all the cameras to get you know the boys everything lined out and make sure and kind of take some r&r for about three days and then i'm actually no joke i'm looking at the schedule to try to Try to make it to y'all and hang out with y'all, you know, for a couple of days. Cool. Uh, so in other in words, September and and do some do some gator hunting. Very so in nice. other words, and what he's saying is, is in September when that white trailer comes back by there and loads up with those feeders. If I hear a tapping noise on one of those feeders, I know it's. 
<laughs> He's be, inside. Jeff, of it. be quiet. I'm in here. Well, no, I'm in here. Just shh. don't say it. Tell anybody. When are you gonna get to get a chance to get uh, back to your place and do some deer hunting and stuff this year? Are you gonna? Uh, I think it starts uh, September in Arkansas. I think it starts about September 26th. That's the first stop. Uh, you know, we'll stay there about a week and do some bow hunting. And then uh, from then, you know, we just kind of bounce back and forth from Oklahoma, Mississippi, and uh, places like that. That's, what do you have? Like my... What do you have in Arkansas? Is that property there, or is it just somebody well, you yeah, know? We lease some property up there. I, you know, we love it up there. The mountains, it's quiet. A lot of times, I just go up there like a lot of hunters, and you just sit in the woods and enjoy the peace and quiet for a little while. You know, kind of get your batteries recharged. Do you have any ducks up there in that area? I mean, are you uh, in an area not too far from Stuttgart or anywhere? So? Mm, no, we're up in Mountain View. Okay. We love, we love hunting in the mountains. I'm just trying to find a spot for Glenn to go out and kill a bunch of snow geese, so you know, so he can bring them back. Yeah. I don't want to go, that's, but he wants to go. That's one thing. I know this sounds weird. You know, I, I, I went duck hunting years ago, loved it. Uh, and this is probably about 15 years ago, and, and woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, got out there with my guy, and, you know, he cooked breakfast, and I'm thinking, man, this is this stuff. First flock came in. We shot three times. He said, man, this is a good morning. We limited out. I was like, dude, what? <laughs> not for me. It's, you know, maybe when I get older, but that, back then when they had the points and stuff, I said, no, I'm going to stick with deer. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. If you go up there for the snow geese, you know, you can take the plug out of the shotgun and uh, and let it fly, you know, so. And go to town. Uh, yeah, I, when it's uh, it's the other stuff, as Bill George pointed out in the first hour, you better have somebody there who knows what they're talking about, otherwise you're in big trouble, boy. Rare yep. yellow belly loons. speckled loons are yeah. not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the list, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's on the endangered species list, so, yeah, don't want to hit that one. Well, good luck this year, man, and uh, we hope to see you down here at the end of September or maybe earlier. First of September. First of September. Oh, that's we're working it in, fellas. That's two weeks away. Yeah, I so. can I can assure you, if it's a Hillsborough tag that you go to fill, it won't take long. Hey, I'm just there for the experience. That's the way I look at it. Oh, so you want you the know. experience? Okay, so you want to do the uh, snorkel with the spear gun, come up from underneath of them and spear them with me? What do you mean? I'm I'm not even taking that. I'm taking my belt. <laughs> That's how we do it in Louisiana. I'm gonna whoop the fire. I mean, first before we do anything, just to let him know I'm there. Then we'll come back the next yeah, day. And do yeah. Yeah. Isn't that well, the no, Cajun I, Christmas? Just lasso him and take him for a ride. Yeah, I, I go. gotta ask Officer Nick if you have a belt attached to it. Is that considered a line that, attached? Is that your line? Yeah, yeah, we might want to check on that. I just so video cameras out. We're about to make good footage right here in the memory. <laughs> Yeah, especially from that belt. It's only size 28. Dude, you're in for a uh, up, up close. <laughs> or a small gator. Got to get close. Got to look at my eye. Get around a foot. Well, Jeff, thanks for the call this morning. Look forward to hearing back whenever your schedule permits, and uh, we'll get it taken care of. Fellas, thank you all for having me. Y'all have a good day. Have all fun right, up there, you, Jeff. GA, man. He's gone. He's gone. He gone. He's back yeah. in business. He's got two, He's two, two feeders left to get rid of. Give him five minutes. You know, I got to ask you, man. Is it for real? When do you think you're going to have some of those back after you get back from New Mexico um, or not? Uh, I mean, really. Trailer I'm taking up there is coming back loaded. I hope, I hope it's loaded, loaded up with some beer. Loaded for bear. We are big and wild. Got to take a quick break. Not really. We are big and <laughs> brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. That's right. I want to do it now. Do it now, then. Get on it, Bill George. 
got him in there grinning. So what I you got, got left, man? We only got like six minutes left. What do we get on what? I don't know. Minutes. I was going to try to give the segment to Officer Nick. You know, anything that he's got important that he may want to talk about because we basically talked all around him today. So I feel bad. No, we're good. I was quiet. I'm just building a case. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely been taking a whole lot of notes over there, especially when Bill keeps talking. He's he's checking the uh, Statue of Limitations on rare yellow-bellied speckled Well, one of the things I did notice that came across (laughs) the screen was uh, somebody, I don't know who it was, said something about it may be for state limitations, but under federal uh, laws and limitations, there is none. So I don't know what that means. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so maybe there is a fine coming for the yellow-crested uh, warbler loon or whatever it is that you destroyed. <laughs> the evidence has been eaten. You yeah, but... Uh, DNA still in your body. We'll find it somewhere. Not just that, but he, he gave a statement on air. I mean, it's a... I didn't ask any questions. That was all free will. <laughs> there, uh, that is true. That's so. true. And, you know, the bad thing is they're going to do a cavity search to make sure there's no DNA left in there. So uh, Thank you for that, voluntary. Good luck with that. Yeah, really, you had to go there. But one thing... <laughs> Officer Nick, we talked about a lot of stuff going on and different things. We've been kind of all over the board. But one of the biggest things that you mentioned earlier was the amount of boating accidents that continue to happen, even during the slower part of the years, uh, because there's a lot of boats registered in this state, a lot of people coming in to fish and enjoy our waterways. And uh, one of the things that I mentioned off air was uh, a fishing trip that I went on about a month ago. And uh, I got my boat check, and we heard a caller telling about he was thoroughly checked. Everything was in place. But mine, uh, going through the check, the officer just asked me if I had all my safety gear. And I went through the checklist, and I was naming it as I was going through my mind. And I told him, uh, one thing I do not have. And he goes, what's that? I said, my throw cushion. I said, I left it on the table when I was hooking everything up. And uh, But he gave me a, a warning so we could still proceed because we had our, our flotation devices, our personal flotation. We had plenty of those. Uh, but, again, it was, uh, he said, when it comes to your flotation device itself or your personal protection, there is no warnings for that. No. That's- so, fortunately for me, it was just a throw cushion issue, and uh, he gave me my warning citation, and uh, that thing is strapped in my boat now. Pretty good. <laughs> put it right it's, on the deck. Yeah, I'm not, uh, you know, clean the boat out. I put it all right back in. But that's right. Uh, for those that are are listening, uh, how important is a flotation device? It's one of those zero tolerance things. It's you know, when you need it and you can't get to it, that's when you really need it. That's when you're out of luck. So I mean, have it, have it readily accessible, and uh, the other things be sober. I mean, there's there's a lot of counties that don't have the volume of, of boaters and, and traffic and everything that we have out here. Just just get a sober operator if you're going to be out drinking, going to beer can, spending time on the sandbar, things like that. Let's get a sober operator who knows how to drive. And if there's any questions, you know, just yeah. myfwc.com or local numbers 813-558-5050. You remember, and, Uber doesn't do boats yet. Nope, not yet. But I, I will say this, that I know that a lot of people don't do it. Uh you know, when you're moving from one place to another, it's always good. You see all the bass fishermen and tournament guys do it. They put their jacket on before they move that boat and they go from one place to another. Then when they get there and they're starting to fish, it's a little different. You know, it's a little different scenario. But I think back to that duck boat accident that happened out there. And those people, they had all the life jackets, had everything that was required. And yet, how many people had to had to exactly. perish over that because they didn't have anything on? And you know, you, in that situation, you don't have time to go get it no. or, or but, put it on or any of that stuff. You know, it's with the boating safety, the the license. You know, having the younger generation have it, and you look at all the younger bass, you know, clubs and groups and things like out there. It's you're making you're putting a lot of good information out there, and everybody's wearing 
life jacket. So. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. And don't be a stranger. Me. Come back again yeah, anytime. You know that. Uh, Bill George, thanks for stopping in, and uh, good luck this weekend if you're going out. Tonight, you're going to go out and do what? Uh, Tuesday. I'm back on the water. I'm going to go on the water on Tuesday. You going tonight, Glenn? Uh, that's a good question. I got my grandson. He spends Saturday nights with me, so we'll see. Uh, what that brings. Wade really needs a date night. He's got like nine kids already. Don't give him any extra time. If you're getting ready for archery season, get to the shop now. Yeah, it's a good thing. And put in your order (laughs) for the one-and-done feeder. Apparently, there's going to be a truckload of them coming back in after, uh, what, two weeks? Yes, there he is. Two weeks. All right, guys, thank you so much. Get out there and enjoy this beautiful day. It's not going to rain until later on this afternoon or evening, so you got plenty of time to go out and play today. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll see you guys next Saturday starting at 7 a.m. right here on this very radio station. See you guys.